0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Leading in Real Time, the podcast for leaders who want to be in the know now. Our commitment to you is to bring real-time topics that you can use to make better decisions. From Green Bay, Wisconsin, he is Steve Van Remortal, the author of Stop Selling Vanilla Ice Cream. Hey, Steve.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Friday morning to each of you and our listeners. TGIF. T-G-I-F,
0: indeed, from Sarasota, Florida. He is the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Real-Time Coaching. Hey, Ryan.
2: Yes, good morning, good morning, and uh, I like how we are keeping leaders in the know now.
0: (laughs) You need help. And from Phoenix, in real time, he needs help. That's our
2: tagline, our you know, our approach changes every time; it's unique. That's what's That's great about.
1: Brian needs help in real time. That's Sorry, where is Brent?
2: Let Brent and, jump and, and in. Anyone, where are you, my friend?
0: Anyone who knows us knows that we are truly unique. And from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, I am Brent Patmos, the author of Beyond the Name: Preserving Love, Legacy, and Leadership in Your Family Business. So, gentlemen, the topic today is work in a 24-7 world. So we exist in an era where we can stream it, listen to it, uh, consider it, read it, think about it 24-7. We exist in a news stream of 24-7, good, bad, or indifferent, we've all experienced that. Uh, we exist in an information source world 24-7, and that means that uh, we exist in a work world that is 24 7 and uh all of us in prepping for today's podcast had a thought or perspective on this so here we go
1: brent i would add that not only does the world work in 24 7 but our minds work in 24 7 right i mean leaders leaders tell me all the time i wish i could just shut it off <laughs> right i would I, I was talking to a guy yesterday i woke up at 3 a.m this morning he says just thinking i mean uh we the fact that there's so much information all the time doesn't allow us to shut our minds off. And I, when I wake up in the morning, I got to decide, am I turning the brain on or am I going to try to keep it off? Because if I turn it on, it's over, right? So, I mean, your point of 24-7 is so, so real. I mean, yeah. it's something that every leader challenges with, right?
0: And how many times have we read... It, you know, as you look at it, turn off your device before you go to bed. Give yourself an hour or two so that the
1: don't. <laughs> Blu-ray,
0: so that the Blu-ray doesn't impact your sleep. Uh, you shouldn't uh, watch TV in your bedroom because that'll disrupt your sleep. Uh, don't work out or read before two hours before bedtime. That's a precious two hours to a lot of people in a lot of cases. So I totally get where you're coming
1: from, Steve. Yeah. I, I, to me, you know, all those rules or guidelines they were talking about, to me, it's what works for you. And, you know, we're all still figuring that out. But I think because we deal with people that live in that world, we see some ideas that can help us be more effective.
0: So, Lisker, you have a good thought on this because uh, you don't believe in days.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I yet I sleep
0: with my iPhone. Is that bizarre? (laughs) I don't know.
2: I, I think half of all Americans sleep with their device right next to them. I'm not sure, but, um, I, you know, the first thing I thought of as you were talking, was a, a business mentor of mine, Bill Bonstetter, probably, I don't know, I'm going to say, I'll give him credit for this quote 30 years ago, but he said today's challenge is to do more in less time with fewer resources. I'm like, okay, did you say that in, you know, 1987 or 2017? It's the same. When I'm coaching, we do a lot of executive coaching work and that is today's challenge for people. You're right, it's 24-7, given, uh, you know, we're, I'm sleeping with my iPhone and uh, we have all these weapons of mass distraction around us. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, ex- you're exactly right, but my, my thought on this is, I as a solopreneur, right, there are no days to me, there are no weekends, I'm not, um, I'm not captive to the Monday to Friday. Some of the best work I get done happens on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. Yeah, amen. Um, you know, I have two small kids, so our normal routine is we're getting up and getting kids ready to get them off to school. When I can have some good think time and gets, I'm very productive on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. Um, and if I decide that on a Friday afternoon I'm going to hang blinds and shades in my house,
1: so be it. I'm getting the work done, right? There's no, it's yeah. not. There's,
2: there is no time. There's no days.
1: Well, my, so, one of my one of my clients put it to me. He goes, "It's not about work life balance. about It's about work life integration, right? How do they fit together?" And I thought that was kind of enlightening. Where you know he his belief is there is no such thing as balance.
0: You okay, so practically, speak, what
1: works for you? Okay, practically speaking, how does that happen?
0: I'm listening to the podcast, and I go, "Okay, great. Work life balance, work life integration. How does that happen? How do we practically help people listen to the podcast?"
1: well i I can tell you for me this took me years to figure out, and I'm still figuring it out but um I agree with ryan 's point that I don't look at as a day as a Monday or a Sunday or Saturday. I look at it as a day as how do i how do I schedule my day where my priorities are in place so you know families first, so there may be days during the week that i got i'm not at the office or i'm not working because I got a family thing, so to me it's I get my work done in a week. I put in my crazy hours, you know, 70, 80 hours, whatever it is. But like Ryan said, on a Friday afternoon, I might not be working, but I might be on a Sunday afternoon. You know, it's, it it depends on the week a lot of times. But so that's how I kind of manage it. So
0: how are you planning that? I mean, if you, if you look at it, you're a planner. So how do you plan that and how can listeners plan in a manner that is similar or effective to help with this work-life integration?
1: I look at every minute of my day as important. So I mean, we're planning three, four, five weeks out, and our and scheduling for us is really important. I I manage my schedule big time. I mean, that's how I do it, Um, and it's centered around the priorities of my life. Um, And you know, if I if it's a Saturday and you know my wife's going and doing something and I'm alone, I may work for a couple hours. I may work out. I may you know it 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 depends. I but. I always have three or four things I have to get done in a day. one of them's working out, one of is getting my work done, and one of them's spending time with my family so But those might be at different times of the day um, but those are your choices crazy, I mean
2: you're making that yeah. choice. I think yeah, if I'm correct. a loyal listener, I got guys that are yeah. eight to five they're maybe not entrepreneurs they're they're maybe working for somebody, but they're making a choice. okay, do I go to this meeting or do I complete this task I have done yeah. i mean that, yeah. that's how it goes all day long
1: Yeah, do you work work in the evenings, uh, you know, to kind of catch up on your day work? And how does that relate to your other priorities?
0: Well, I mean, come on, all of us, uh, because of the work that we do in advising and working with leaders and executives, each of us know that in that organization, Ryan, that you're talking about, the eight to five structure, you're getting emails from leaders and execs that you coach and work with. Steve, you're getting emails from leaders and comp, uh, leaders of companies who you do strategy with. And I'm getting emails from leaders of family owned, privately held businesses beyond five o'clock. It's eight o'clock at night. It's 10 o'clock at night. And we have become a world of work 24 7. And if we aren't relentless about integrating, separating uh, to gain some perspective, you literally could be working the same way we get news 24-7. And I'm not
2: getting anywhere. That's the other thing. Am I getting anywhere? Am I making a difference? Am I, you know, did I just have a good day or a bad day? I don't know. Um, so one of the things when we're coaching, we make a list. What are your top three things most important to you? So how do you prioritize? Um, and I will tell you my list actually has four things on it. Um, imagine a square divided into four even sections I have health love time and money so any of those four things health love time and money that call it work-life balance I don't know I don't really call it that it's just sort of like that's my balance those are my four squares they're never four perfect squares Um, one of our emerging leaders uh, I will call him Andrew called it sway so if cash is short Guess which square is out of balance? That's money. So it's hard to pay your bills during that time. If you're having personal difficulties, maybe your love quadrant needs some help. If I have no time, um, maybe I work on that. If I've just been diagnosed with a health issue, guess what gets my attention? So these things are never in perfect, perfect harmony.
0: So, and, and I think practically speaking, uh, one of the things that I uh, work on and that I advise clients on is what I call five to 15. And every morning you invest five to 15 minutes looking at your schedule, considering your day, prioritizing your activities and creating that space. We all do it. Steve, you highlighted it. Ryan, you highlighted it around different areas of our lives that are priorities And we become diligent about our calendar. Same routine at night, 5 to 15, whatever that night time is, um, it's 5 to 15 minutes that allows you to consider your calendar, evaluate your schedule from the day, where were you effective, where weren't you effective, and looking ahead at the next day. And early on in my career, I don't know about you guys, but I, I can tell you without exception, that I missed a couple of meetings or I missed a couple of appointments when I was working corporately, not because I didn't know where I was supposed to be, but because I was not nearly as diligent about understanding the priority of my time, the priority of my activities, and working a five to 15. That became my mechanism. And uh, that's a mechanism that has worked now for over 20 years uh, with me and and uh, with my clients as well.
1: Yeah, I, you know, what, I, what I do is I... Sunday evenings I'd look at my calendar and because your calendar can be all over the place as far as when you're traveling and working with clients and stuff like that and so I look at the calendar Sunday evening figure out where I'm gonna get my three to four workouts that week kinda lay out the whole week review it with my wife Lisa and that's kinda how I go about it we're scheduling three four five six eight weeks out but I manage it on a weekly basis so that's how I kinda look at it Uh, what were you gonna say on that Ryan Yeah, well, well, if I'm looking at what I'm doing tomorrow,
2: that's stressful to me. If I'm looking at what I'm doing next week, that's energizing. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I'm underwater if I'm behind or I haven't sent somebody a follow-up item and we've got a meeting tomorrow. That would be my first thought on that. So I love the 5 to 15, but I'll tell you the truth for me, I like looking out a little further. You know, probably if I look at my calendar, I run about a two week kind of calendar. So my next two weeks looks pretty full. And then outside of that, I don't really look at what I'm, what I have coming up. You know, that's a longer term kind of item for me. The other thing that I'll say
0: is, hold on, on is that true? Do you really, do you, you're telling me you don't look at your calendar any farther out than a couple of weeks? Or a couple no, months. that's not
2: true. In fact, I mean, five minutes before we started this podcast, you and I were looking at an appointment we got going in June. Right. And I'm actually double booked for a right. week in June. Right. So it's not that. But what I'm saying, I need prep for next week. I need to be looking at that. So I'm dialed into a two week kind of radar. Um, the other thing I was going to say, if it's on my calendar, it happens like workouts. Steve brings up workouts. They're not on my calendar. And guess what gets pushed off? I've got podcast this morning, 9 a.m. That's going to happen.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. And I'll tell you that, right? When we think about that, there's a classic example. Steve, you know this, we've talked about it, that if you don't, if it doesn't make your calendar, if if that doesn't make my calendar, it's a variable item. It's up to my discretion. And so those things that are our priorities, in, as I see it, have to make our calendar. Therefore, my workouts every day go on my calendar because otherwise, I totally agree with you, Ryan. It's going to get pushed. It's going to get gone because it's a variable item. Mm-hmm. SVR. That's
1: right. It's, it's an elective at that point. Uh, totally. Yeah. One of, the thing, one of the things that's important, too, is that you know we talked about how all of us do it differently and and we're going to customize it to our life. You know, Are, are we are we in a corporate world are we doing the uh, entrepreneur thing Uh, but to me one of the most important things is whatever your schedule is is to communicate it to those around you because you guys know this as well as I do like if you're working with an organization and, and a person has a very flexible schedule and they don't communicate it what are the other team members thinking you know that they're slacking off or you know they're they're not committed to the organization when in fact they're putting more hours in or are being more productive than other people they're just doing it slightly different so one of the takeaways for me uh, with the schedule that I lead is communicating it to other people around me so that they they understand where I'm at number one but number two is that that you know I'm not you know slacking off so to speak I think that's really important because one of the things that breaks a team down is when it feels like somebody is not as committed as the rest of the group when in fact their schedule just might be slightly different right does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, totally, no doubt.
0: Steve, Ryan, and Brent, we're talking about uh, the topic of work in a twenty-four-seven world, and uh, we are generating some uh, great thoughts, some great discussion. Uh, not of our uh, our own opinion, by the way. Uh, the uh, much of what so that listeners understand much of the, what we do in terms of the topics and the uh, outputs, the suggestions, the guidance we're trying to provide listeners for uh being in the know now about real-time topics come from you and we're really appreciative uh through the course of your listening if you have a topic you'd like us to address something you want us to take on and give you some input into by all means uh tweet out and uh, give it a hashtag at leading in real time and we'll pick that topic up and we're glad to take it on so work in a 24 7 world gentlemen what's your final thought so that uh, we bring this and dial it in for people, Ryan.
2: Yeah, my final thought as I uh, as I think back on this, determine what your top priorities are. What do you base your decisions on? Um, and put your number one and number two priority things on the calendar because if that's if that's true, they will get done. Steve. Yeah.
1: Mine is recognize that this is this is uh, evolution. I mean, I just learned. I just kind of figured something out in the last two weeks regarding my schedule, my life. I mean, I am—I live with a work hard, play hard philosophy, and so people no. are. No, oh, are you sure? Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. That, there's a secret, and um, and so by the time that you know, people view weekends as getting rest. To me, the weekends are about being active. You know, it's about playing hockey. It's about cross country skiing. It's about being with friends. It's about being active. So by the time Sunday night comes around, I need some rest. <laughs> so one of the things we just implemented is that you know I'm not gonna start at seven you know 8 o'clock on Monday mornings it might be a nine o'clock start time just for me to get that little you know to build up my energy for the week and you know I always used to feel guilty about when I took time for myself during the week and uh, I don't anymore because you know I I work at night I work on the weekends when I have to get stuff done but the point uh, the final point I want to make is Find what works for you and and communicate it and stick to it and feel good about it, but recognize that there's always opportunities to continue to make it better.
0: So uh, what started us down this road for me was I read this article uh, titled, Do CEOs of family-owned, privately-held businesses work less? Opening line was, what's the difference between a family firm, privately-held business, and a regular business? Okay, that got my attention right there. Does that mean that family-owned, privately-held businesses are not regular businesses? That was intriguing. (laughs) Uh, And then the thesis, the premise was this. According to one new study, an empty corner office, professors... No offense, but that may be part of the problem. At Harvard Business School, the London School of Economics and Columbia University's Business School examined the schedules of 356 chief executives in India and found that family CEOs worked 8% fewer hours than managers without genetic ties to their companies. The researchers also found similar disparities in Brazil, Britain, France, Germany, Italy, and the U.S. To that, I say, are you kidding me? Because in working with family-owned businesses, privately held uh, companies and leaders that run those businesses, uh, with no uh, deference to them apart from publicly traded companies, I don't exactly see leaders today as a general course looking to take the easy way out. I don't see them working less than more in a 24-7 world. They may be working differently as we have highlighted They may be establishing systems and processes to support working differently, but it is a long shot and I believe extremely misguided to say that those CEOs, particularly in privately held family owns, are working less than their regular, quote, Business counterparts, end quote, and that's what's on my mind because that's what torqued me off <laughs> to start this topic. <laughs> Easy, hey, I, big fellow. Hey, why,
2: why don't you go out and interview 350 privately owned CEO, you know, of private CEOs of privately owned companies, and 350 of 350 are going to say, "Who in the world paid for that study?" And we are not going to invest one penny in that. Let's Now, everybody back to work.
0: That's correct. There you go. So, hey, guys, <laughs> great, great topic, great discussion, and uh, a lot for our listeners to think about. So, if you like what you're hearing, again, and you'd like to contribute to the topic list, uh, drop us a tweet and uh, put the hashtag leading in real time. If you're interested in following us on Twitter, he's Steve Van Remortel. Steve, your Twitter handle is?
1: Stop the vanilla.
0: Stop the vanilla. And uh, Ryan, your Twitter handle is?
2: At Ryan Lisk.
0: And uh, I'm Brent Patmos, and my Twitter handle is at Brent Patmos. Drop a hashtag, leading in real time. Put the topic in you'd like us to uh, take on and talk about. And our commitment to you is to bring real-time topics now that help you build your awareness and make better decisions. Until next time, listeners, take care.